Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm Lisa Watson and will be joined by my co-hosts Nicole Frolic and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because our experience has taught us that the echo chamber is a boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you're going to find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And Enlighten Up is a self-funded podcast. So if you would like to help us to continue to be able to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support using the link in the show notes or go to our website, lightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. You may also show your support by leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast with Lisa, Brian, and myself. We are joined today by a returning guest, Jason Layton, who is a metaphysicist, author, hypnotherapist, and he's the creator of the Soul's Dream course. Jason, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thanks for having me back. I'm honored. It's so good to be back with you guys. It's been a while. You're all, yeah, you're <laughs> always a pleasure to have on. You you, you had such a wealth of knowledge to share with us so last time. Many things to talk yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. All the different cycles and everything like that. Um, and just before we started the show, we were just kind of touching on the idea of the human body and who we are and energy because you know one of the things we've had Eric Rains on the show and we've talked about this a little bit and he's he does a great job of going into the body but also discussing the energy and this idea of you know when we kind of start on the spiritual path or you kind of really delve deep into it you really get into the metaphysics part. You get really get into the spiritual aspects, the energy. And sometimes you forget you're a physical being as well. And there are things that need to happen on the physical level. What's been your experience through that understanding of bringing the union of the body and spirit together? Um, well, the experience has been amazing. So, I mean, what's going on in science today, right? When you're looking at the sciences that are coming out. It's showing that we are energy beings, right? We're waves of energy. But our ideas of who we are haven't updated or reflect what the science is actually really showing us. We're still living through a Newtonian reality where we think that we're physical beings and that this is who we are. But in truth, our physical being is a human, right? We all have a human. This human is our identity. It's kind of like we put on a shirt and clothes that... that that we kind of like represent as a personality, but the human being is just a suit that we put on to have an experience. So we all have a human being. And once we start looking at ourselves as not being the human being, because what we are in truth, this is pure awareness, pure consciousness, an eternal being. The human being is the suit that we put on to give us the experience of the textures of the vibrations and frequencies of life. So the nuances of the experiences, that's how we're able to experience is through the human being. 
but who we are is just pure awareness, pure consciousness. So it's and like our wardrobe start... pick for the lifetime. Yeah, exactly. And last time we were talking about how the stars influence us, when we come into this embodiment, the stars, the vibrational frequency, their vibrational frequency portals, they align to our chakras to give our human body a vibrational frequency that we can perceive through. So our eyes, we're perceiving through our eyes, but we're perceiving through, for me, I'm a Sagittarius, I'm perceiving it, this reality as a Sagittarian. So a lot of my actions and thoughts are big, broad, human um, collective, right? Jupiter is the, the ruler of Sagittarius, and it's all about the big ideas. And that's how I live my life. I'm always looking bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That's because that's the perspective of Jupiter through my human experience. Mm, isn't Jupiter in Sagittarius right now? Yes, it is for the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, it's been a great year for me it's been a building year like this whole entire year i've just been building and building and building so i have the uh non-profit i've been working on that i've been working on my my solo stuff with jlayton.com and then doing collaborations with people it's been an incredible incredible year for me and uh, it's definitely that energy is there for 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 the success it's there with, with jupiter in sagittarius so when we think about this idea that, you know, the, the human element of us that we chose, it's our meat suit. It's this, like you said, it's what we wear for this lifetime to experience everything that we're experiencing. But who we truly are, you know, is the consciousness. Um, and we just kind of implanted ourselves into this body. How has that shaped your reality uh, in the last I, I guess in the last few years from where you started to understand this, or maybe you've understood this for decades, but how has right. it shaped your reality from before understanding that to where you are now? Um, what it has done is it allows me to live more consciously, right? So I'm not just going through my life, just kind of like all over the place. Now I'm very focused in every single thing that I do, right? When I'm, when I'm doing something, I'm in it hundred percent conscious in the participating of the experience and not just going through the experience through uh, the habitual mind of just old programs. I'm like living in the moment as much as I possibly can. And I think that's the key because once you start living in the moment, right, you're living from your conscious mind and not your subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is all our past experiences that we collect and that we live from. That's our habitual mind. And most people live from their habitual mind. I mean, we're programmed from the time we're a child all the way through our whole entire life. And it's the first seven years of our life that we're the most programmed because we're in that theta state. So when we say theta, theta is a vibrational frequency of your brain. And in that frequency, you're able to absorb so much information. That's why kids can learn so many languages when they're, when they're like young. We're opposed to us trying to learn Three languages now it's kind of like banging our head against the wall because our brain isn't in that theta state we can put ourselves in theta state through meditation but you got that takes time out of our busy days these days the, the interesting thing you said before though about the meat suit that's the old concept it's actually not a meat suit it's a vibrational expression everything inside of us this body is energy so so it's made up of cells right each cell has 1.4 volts. You know how many cells are in a body? 50 trillion cells. So then when you add that up, that comes out to 
70 trillion volts of electric inside of us. Now, if you look at a high tension line, there is about 896,000 volts on a high tension line. That's, that's quite a lot. That's a lot, right? But think about 70 trillion volts. So there's so much energy inside of us that we are not tapping into to the fullest potential. And once we start living consciously, we can start doing things externally and internally to our bodies to heal faster, to have more energy, to process food faster, to grow our muscles faster. There's so much more that we can do that we have forgotten as we have taken this trip into the body. You were talking about programs and that we are living from programs basically and not, you know, when, when we're not being in the moment and the way that I see it or understand it is that basically this entire life experience is a program and the way that you take in information or, or see it or whatever's going on is the programs that you are running. That's why everyone can have a different experience, you know, some depending on how, what, and what programs they're running. I don't know if I'm, I feel like I'm not making any sense right now. (laughs) No, no, you know, you definitely are. So, I mean, everyone has their own program. I guess I've really been honing in on that and understanding that everything is a program that I'm running. And when I'm not feeling right about something or I feel a certain emotion from it, you know, certain feelings, I just stop and I'm like, okay, this is just a program that I'm running. It's just a story. And I have the power to look at this completely differently and choose another program. But that's really hard to do because they're, like you said, ages one to seven, you know, these things are, you know, that's where we download these programs. And then we just continually, continuously relive them out in our reality, creating a reality based off of those programs that were downloaded into us in our childhood. And I think that's just a really, I mean, it's just such a, Mm-hmm. an awareness when you're like, whoa, this is just a program. Like I don't have to run it this way if I don't want to. Yeah. And that's, and that's where conscious living comes into play, right? If you think about your conversation every single day with people, what do you talk about? Things that you've heard. So really all we're doing is regurgitating information, regurgitating information. And ever so slightly, we make it our own, you know, we could put our own little spin on it through our perception and perspective through our programs. But we have the ability to change because we're not a tree, right? We're not stuck in one place. We can change at any given moment. But the reason why people don't change is because it takes energy. It takes effort, right? It's easier to just let, let the program run in the background and just go through life and, the, and you'll just have your thoughts coming to you, right? But it takes effort for you to sit there and be conscious and be aware of what's coming through and what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept because you have the ability to accept the thought or not accept the thought because nothing becomes true to you unless you accept it as truth. I mean, some people like Trump, some people don't. Why is that? Because it's their truth of what they believe, their perspective, their programming, right? What they've been taught. If nobody was taught anything about that person, they'd have no, no conceptual argument to make if he's good or if he's bad. They see a person there. 
but they bought into a story. They bought into a program about that person. And that's why the, the media is so powerful because it can sway perceptions, right? It gives you the information to talk about. I think about, I think we talked about this last time for my grandmother. She like my great, great grandmother, she would watch the news all day and she couldn't stand like what was going on in the news. And then she turned the news off and then go talk to her friends about what she's seen on the news. Meanwhile, she's reliving that experience that she didn't like the first time she's seen it over and over and over and over again. This is the same thing that happens to us. when We hurt ourselves, right? So our cells have a memory as well. So each, each individual cell has its own consciousness. It's like its own little human being. It has a respiratory system, expiratory system. I mean, it's, it's like a little human being, each cell. And they have its own memory. But the reason why when a new cell, when a cell dies and a new cell takes its place, it holds on to that, that image of the, of the, say, it's a bruise or a broken bone is because our mind is holding on to it, our subconscious mind. If we change our perception of the hurts and inside of our body or the bruises or the broken bones, the cells will change their perception and their perspective because our mind is the government that governs the 50 trillion cells in our body. We have the ability to grow exponentially fast working out wise. We have the ability to heal exponentially fast. So when we look at the Newtonian reality of, of how people are being healed today, they're going to the doctor. The doctor is giving them basically a, a beta blocker to block the receptors of the pain. And then what happens is since they're not perceiving the pain anymore, they, they think that, that that issue is gone, right? That emotional trauma is still in the body, which means those cells are still going to repeat and repeat and repeat that same process, that same program, because the cells only know what the government gives it. And just because you're blocking those signals doesn't mean that the cells aren't going to keep on reproducing that broken ligament or that, that broken bone, right? They're going to keep on re reproducing and reproducing until we become conscious and say, you know what? I don't need to be, be cut open to remove something. I don't have to take pharmaceutical drugs that are only going to block it. I'm going to take full responsibility for my cells and I'm going to consciously change my body and my reality. And each one of us has that. Because like I said before, we are not trees. We're not stuck. Our bodies are malleable. Looking at the physics of today, everything is a wave of potential. And the potential forms based on our consciousness. It's our awareness that's forming the reality around us. It's incredible, really. The sciences that are out today are so incredible, but we're still living in the old paradigm, you know? So Yeah. So you you mean when you brought up your grandmother not liking the news and then going out and talking about what she didn't like, it's funny because that's a program that I feel many of us are running. Mm -hmm. this affinity towards repeating what we don't like. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's so true. Why is that? I mean, you know, like we, I see it, I see it so much. I see it, I see it in my parents. I see it in some of my clients. I see it in my friends. I, you know, I can see it in myself as well. Oh, yeah. Why do you think that is? Why, what is the programming behind that? Or what is the intention behind that? Um, well, the initial program, I mean, the ultimate programmer, right? The architect of your experience is you, right? So 
you are the one who's actually creating the program to have that experience, but you're not going to be able to get out of the experience until you find mastery within that experience, meaning you're able to overcome or change the experience because energy never dies. It just transforms into something else. So if the program keeps on running and running and running, and we keep finding ourselves in the same kind of relationships with the same kind of people, it's because we, it's not them, it's we are not changing the program. We are not updating updating our old programs that are running in our consciousness. And they're there for mm-hmm. a reason. They're there to give us the ability to master an experience, right? So when we're talking about experience, we're talking about a vibrational frequency that, you know, someone call light. If you look at light or colors or sound, it's all vibrational frequencies, but it's us holding on to these through that program. And we have to, if we don't want it, have to change it. We have to change it. We have to change it. We have to stop doing that. Stop, you know, having that awareness like, oh, wow, I do that too. Because it's not just about what you saw on the news or what you didn't like. It's like about your day. Like, oh my gosh, I was stuck in traffic today. Or, you know, I went to the store and the clerk was so rude to me. Or my friend did this or someone did that. Like we're constantly regurgitating the things in our life that we don't like instead of keeping our focus on the good things that happened in our day and only talking about those things and bringing more of that reality into our lives. Well, and I don't, I, I think that's a really simplistic way of putting it. You're absolutely right. But I think you can take it a step further and take it to the next level because you don't want to be in that frame of like, well, I'm just going to put my head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist. Right. Which I know you don't do, but like, there's this also this element of like, okay, like you were saying, Jason, like, how do I change this? Because we can take this structure, like, for instance, uh, we'll just use like, um, okay, for instance, say things just are happening to you, and you don't like it. And you find yourself telling every Tom, Dick and Harry out there about everything that's gone wrong in your day. And you keep repeating it, you repeat it to Tom, you repeat it to Dick, you repeat it to Harry, and now you've repeated it three times. And you're probably about to like repeat it now to Sally. You're constantly putting energy into it. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's this idea like, well, if I just don't give it any energy, then it then it dies. But I don't think that's fully it because you have some subconscious programming there. I think that's part of it. You don't want to feed that kind of energy in, but then how do you, like you said, shift the energy and start maybe talking about it in a different way, which is like you said, flipping the perception of it, perhaps seeing it as a lesson and taking all of the good stuff that's coming out of that for you to shift how that's affecting you. And take responsibility for it, I think is the important part of saying, this is my program. You know, the guy at the store was a jerk to me. I brought that into my reality. It has nothing to do with him. Or, you know, I experienced some road rage today. Like, what, what am I doing to bring this into my reality? This is just a program. And I think calling it out with that awareness is the beginning of ending those programs. And, and that's the hardest thing to do, especially for, you know, a regular person like myself, or, you know, you were, you were trying to have that conversation with, with our niece to, you know, to try to tell somebody, Hey, you're bringing this upon yourself. That's, that's a mind fuck. (laughs) No, it definitely is. Yes. (laughs) Because when you tell somebody that, right, they don't have the, um, the reference inside of, of their programs to understand what you're saying, right? So the, the, I'd say the first step would be 
when something bad is happening, you know, I'm not saying turn away from it, but focus on what's the best possible outcome, right? When something is happening, what's the best possible outcome? Like, what can I, what can I take from this that can be of, of, of a benefit for my experience, for my growth? And then just starting there every single day. And then the next thing would be meditate. I mean, if you really want to take control of the energy around you, it's meditation. And what we're talking about is taking control of your life. Because essentially, you are the one who has full control of where you put your attention. Your attention is the energy that you are. Where your attention goes, energy flows. And it's your energy that's flowing in that direction. Because we have been, we talked about it last time, about the, the programming and the descension process and how the whole collective consciousness has transcended down into the, the depths of unconsciousness because we all took this journey together because we wanted to master vibration. And now we're just starting to wake up. But what that means when we wake up is we have to take the power. We have to take our own power and be conscious of where we're directing our energy. When we're talking about this idea of coming back in to, you know, taking control. So understanding, like you said, what's the best possible outcome here, looking at the positives and knowing that you can exercise as much control as you can. Of course, there's a part where you just have to surrender to the process. You know, there's certain things that are out of your control, but like, you know, traveling home to Canada last week and being at the airport on my way to the airport, um, you know, everything was fine. I got there, although there seemed to be like I was in a line that was always longer than the next and the next. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I had a lot of time to get to my flight, but I thought, oh, like I'm, I'm going to miss my flight. And then of course my flight gets delayed over almost an, about an hour. And I had about an hour and 30 minute connection on my next leg. So I was like, oh my goodness, am I going to like miss my connection? And I said, no, no, I'm not going to miss my connection. And if I do, then I guess I do. But wait, what can I do right now to make sure that, or like, you know, take any, every step I can to ensure that uh, I might not like miss my connection. And I, you know, usually like sometimes we just get in those modes where we become accepting of just this is what's happening. So this is how I'm going to roll. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, there's something somewhere you got to be or something you want to do. And it, and it means a lot to you, you may want to take extra measures. And um, I knew I didn't want to sit in an airport for an extra eight hours <laughs> in yeah, Cincinnati, yeah. Ohio. And so I just talked, I was like, you know, I'm going to just ask the the flight attendants, like, I'm sitting in the very back row, which means I'm going to be the last person off the plane to get to my connection. Probably not the best thing for me when I need to make that connection. And just taking like a couple, like I decided to take initiative, like, let me just ask the flight attendants if they can move me up to a, 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 a closer seat. And they said, yeah, you know, we have two extra seats at the front. We're going to move you up closer to when we land. And it was just like little things like that, that you can, you can either succumb and say, oh, this is just the way it's going to be. Or you can, there's a, there's a level that we all have control over. And then there's levels where like, these are just lessons in our creation process that we need to learn from. And until we learn the actual mm -hmm. lesson, then it doesn't get resolved. Well, basically right. you're shifting the energy there too. Yeah. You're taking control and you're saying, I'm going to shift this energy this way. I'm not just going to be, you know, a victim to whatever happens so through action yeah but also knowing that if it happens it happens yeah. but i'm gonna take whatever measures i can exactly and if it exactly sometimes that just happens 
Yeah. And I think that's the trick because we've talked about this before is I wasn't married to any outcome. You know, I was like, okay, this is the outcome I'd like, but if this is the other outcome, then I guess I'll go that way. But, you know, and I think that's the detaching yourself from those outcomes can be really powerful in shifting the energy. It's yeah, it's, it's surrender basically. Yeah, most definitely. You're surrendering. Yeah. It's, it's surrendering, surrendering to the fear of, of the outcome. That's what it really is. Cause you have, you have all these thoughts running through your mind and it's kind of like you're surrendering to the fear and then you're taking, you're able to see clearly. And what's interesting about this, right? So when you go into a fear state, right? When you move into a fear thought, what happens when we look at it on, on a biological level, right? Of the human suit, what happens is all the blood moves from our viscera, which is our chest and all our organs. And it goes to our hands and feet. And it's called fight or flight, right? So you move into fight or flight. All the blood moves from the frontal cortex to the back cortex in your head. So you're shutting down your conscious thinking and you're moving into your habitual thinking because it's, it's a million times for 40 million times faster, right? So you want to have faster reflexes. You don't want to think, is it right or wrong to get out of the way of the car? You want to have the reflexes to move right away. So all the blood moves from the front to the back, which means you can't critically think. And all the blood moves from your viscera to your hands and legs to run. But what's happening now is when your when your cells do this, your cells turn off the recovery and the ability to repair because they're moving into a protection state. And on top of that, you can't critically think anymore because all the blood's out of the, that part of the brain and, the, and, the, and it's in the back part where you're just going off habitual thinking. So think about somebody who's always in a state of fear, right? What's happening is their body is always in fight or flight. Their cells are always in a protection mode, which means their immune system suffers. And when the immune system suffers, illnesses happen. Illnesses happen. They go to the doctor and they take these medications to block the receptors for the pain or the symptom. But yet the, the issue is, their thoughts were creating the whole problem the whole entire time because what they're focusing on is causing fight or flight with inside of their body. And it's triggering all these cells to move to the wrong location where you don't want them. This was good for back in the day when you were trying to get away from, you know, from animals in the jungle or in a situation where you need to have fight or flight, you know, cars coming at you. But when we're sitting in the back of a plane, when we get into those nervous, um, those nervous experiences, we're triggering off the same chemicals inside of our body. We're releasing cortisol into our whole entire body, which is going, all right, I got to do something now. And if we continuously do this, our bodies cannot recover. They can't rejuvenate and they get damaged in a sense. They get sicker and sicker and sicker. Now you can always reverse this no matter, oh, it doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, in what stage you're in, and, and negative, you could always move that to a positive, but it takes conscious awareness to do this. So it has to start with watching our thoughts because every time we put ourselves in a stressful situation, a stressful thought, and we accept that stressful thought, we are then changing the biology of the human body into fight or flight and moving it into protection. But we want to be able to sit there, sit in the back and let, let our body stay in a, in a, in a, in a spot of rejuvenation and regeneration while these thoughts flow through our mind. And you know what, what's going to happen? I'm going to sit up there 
That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up to the front because on my next spot, I'm going to go out the plane. It's going to work out so beautiful. And internally, you're not stressing at all. Internally, you're 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 at one, right? So meditation means meta, means middle, means you're centered, right? So when you're centered, your thoughts are centered. The same circumstance, the same situation is happening. You're still in the back of the plane. You still have to get up to the front of the plane. But what didn't happen is you didn't trigger cortisol to go throughout your whole entire system to move you into fight or flight and go into protection. So you're taking the conscious application of your awareness to keep you, your human body, in a state of growth. You know what's really funny, Jason, is when you were saying all that, is it reminded me that when they finally moved me to the front, you're right. I was really relaxed about it all. It's it just like, okay, you know, like this school, we're going <laughs> to, we're just going to like go on. And when they finally moved me to the front, I guess the flight attendant had let the two gentlemen who I was going to be sitting in between know that I was coming up there because I was in jeopardy of like missing my connection. And mm-hmm. when I sat down, the guy to my left who was on the aisle, he's like, oh, you know, don't worry, I'm going to make sure I hold everyone back. I'll be your guard. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> someone else is taking on protection mode. My cells don't have to do it. <laughs> don't have to do it. And what's great is you, you can then critically think. You can go into the conscious mind and see the, the different aspects of the situation, right? You can see it from different angles because you're con- all the blood's still in that right position. And the frontal cortex where it gives you the ability to critically think, right? You're not moving into a state mm-hmm. of protection. And into reaction, you're able to respond. So at the end of at the end of my course in the Soul Stream, my last slide was for your whole entire life, your only responsibility is to be responsible with how you respond. Because how you respond means you are conscious in the experience. Mm-hmm. How you react is how you experience the programs that are written inside of you. So reactions come from our programs, our habitual reality. Our response comes from our conscious awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's I all learned, about how we respond. That that brings me right back to my grade eleven English class because I remember I, I had such an amazing English teacher in high school, and I remember him going over this idea of reaction and action and the difference between you know, and it was it was taught at a much more basic level than what we're we're discussing right now. But I, I remember it making such an impact on me where. I would be in situations like, okay, am I reacting right now or am I going to choose my action? And it has such a yeah. profound effect on everything. It's such a simple, yeah. it's such a simple um, concept, but we often forget about it because we're either on automatic pilot, you know, running those habitual programs and not really mm-hmm. thinking about what we're doing, just reacting. And it does make a huge difference to creating your reality that's for certain right that's that's the new thing right that everybody wants to manifest their reality since the secret you know everybody wants the secret to manifest their reality the secret is be conscious be conscious in everything you do like i used to go to the gym and like work out and i just like i'm just gonna hit this number i'm gonna do the the basic pyramid you know the you do your first rep you do 15 you do it at say 10 pounds and you do the next rep is going to be 10 reps and you're going to do um, 15 pounds. And then your last rep will be five reps and you'll do 30 pounds. So the weight goes up, but the reps go down. But I recall doing this and I'll just go to the gym and just, just look at the, get to the number, right? So now when I go to the gym, I don't look at the numbers anymore. I don't think about numbers. I just go there and I'm conscious with my muscles. 
and I put all my energy and my focus and I have mantras that I say as I'm working out to grow, to regenerate and to repair. And I'm doing this and it's incredible how my strength and how the longevity of my workouts have gone through the roof. I mean, before I was doing a half hour, now I can do an hour and a half and I feel just as energized, if not more, after an hour and a half because I'm there and I'm conscious. I'm completely conscious in the process. Brian, something we can try with you. Yeah, um, pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm doing a study right now, uh, me and my wife, Jamie. And um, so I'm creating a program where people can use this, right? So like, we do a meditation before the gym and then we do the mantras during the gym and then we do visualization. So it was shown, I guess, in 1983, there was a, a, a research done, I think it was in Yale. But anyway, they took athletes and they had they put them into three groups. One one group did nothing. One group worked out. One group did a meditation and worked out. Obviously, the group that did nothing, there is no growth at all. The, the group that worked out, 100% growth. But the group who did the meditation and visualized the working out, that is 60% increase in growth and in strength. Think about that. And all they did was through visualization, a specific mindful visualization in commanding the energy. Remember the 70 trillion volts inside of you, the chi, commanding the chi inside of you to grow, to get stronger. And it had the effect. It had an effect. So what I did now is I, I implemented that into a 10 to 15 minute meditation before we go to the gym, visualizing our routine um, and then go into the gym with the mantras. And my goal is within three months to have um, a specific body type that I wanted to be at. Like, a, like I had a, I picked a, a person. I said, that's the body I want to go for. And it wasn't like ridiculous, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Obviously, obviously I, I don't have uh I wouldn't believe that. So if I don't believe it, it's not going to happen. I have to make something that's believable, something that, you know, I can, I can get to. And I'm, we're having incredible results. We're in our first month right now. We have two more months to go and I'm very excited to see where this goes, but it I, makes, it makes going to the gym so much more fun. Yeah. I've always been the one thing that I've been so grateful for throughout my, this lifetime is my choice to um, study uh, biology, health, the body, and really understand it through my studies, whether it was in high school, um, university, college as a massage therapist, because because I'm such a visual person and understanding, you know, learning the anatomy and, and everything and how everything works, those, those uh, images are forever imprinted in my mind. And it just helps me so much when I'm trying to work with my body for self-healing or just to be able to connect with my body, just anchoring into cells, understanding what cells look like and, and how everything moves in the body. When I started studying live cell microscopy and looking at the blood cells as they're still alive and moving on the slide, but looks how it looks like in your bloodstream, seeing mm -hmm. that, like having all like me having made these choices, I've always said that I feel like it's something everyone should, it's a mandatory thing that everyone should be learning, you know, like the understanding your own body and how it works and, and what it looks like on the inside and, and just how everything functions. I really feel like that's something that should be across the board taught to everyone. It's not yeah. something that if you're just interested in science or you're just interested in healthcare, like, I feel like that's like something compulsory to 
us on such quantum levels that we're only really starting to talk about, you know, in the last, like, well, being on this podcast and really understanding what the effects of the mind and visualization and, and how we put our energy into that and creating realities, that quantum effect, it just, it, it blows me out of the water. And, you yeah. know, when just health, like, I don't know, like, I just feel like that's something we should, it's our own body, it's our own vessel, we should have total sovereignty and dominion over it. And when you don't know what's going on, you don't have total dominion. Yeah, I, I agree completely. But I, we're going to get to that point. I mean, that's, it's, ine- it's inevitable. We, I mean, we knew this information 12,000 years ago, everybody knew every aspect of how the energy works and how the human works. And then we took the journey down and we have forgotten all that information so that we can have the experience of experiencing, right? Because when you, when you know everything, it's hard to experience lack, right? So we, we forget so that we can have the experience of lack. And that's what we're just coming out of. We're coming out of the dark ages, which was the most densest conscious point in the whole entire trip of this 26,000 year cycle. So we're just moving into the ascension part now. And you can see, like you're just saying, like, if you look over the last hundred years from where we were consciously a hundred years ago, thinking about mindfulness to where we are today as a collective, I mean, obviously Buddhist monks and certain monasteries had mindfulness um, Mm. practices going on a hundred years ago, but now it's coming out into the collective consciousness where people are starting to really wake up into doing yoga, into doing meditation. I mean, it's just becoming... It's growing and it's growing and it's growing. And I think it's just going to keep growing now because we're in the ascension part. So it's going to be an amazing trip back up to understanding and remembering our, our true identity, our true birthright, and who we mm-hmm. are and what we are, and how to experience it. Because every human being has the same exact goal in life, everyone. And that is to master vibration. We, we're not on a planet flying through space. That's all hogwash. We are in a realm of vibrational frequencies that we are creating. We're creating our reality around us right now. We have these ideas, these programs to make us think that we're on a globe and we're one speck in, the, in this massive universe because that takes the power away from who you truly are. Think about if you understood how to use 70 trillion volts of electricity right now, what you could do with that. I mean, you can power cities with the energy that's inside of you. But we, like I said, we have completely forgotten how to do all that. Yeah, I'm curious, Brian, what would you do with 70 trillion volts of electricity? Burn the town down. Well, you have that. What would you do with all the awareness? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you burn the town down? That's a lot of power. And you would want to use it for destructive purposes? Well, that's what you have right now inside you. Well, I didn't say which town. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It's still destructive. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, you know what? That's that's most people's ideas today. They're destructive on themselves, right? Because the thoughts that they think about themselves is their reality that they're creating, right? So when you... When you wake up in the morning, like, how do you think about yourself? When you look in the mirror, how do you think about yourself? When you just think about your experience in your work, are you good enough, right? And a lot of people don't feel that they're adequate enough. They're not good enough. And a lot of things, which means they don't understand who they are. And they're just mm-hmm. completely in the cycle 
of building themselves up and then breaking it down, building up, breaking down, building up, breaking down. That's like every day. That's just a program. Yeah, it's just a program. And you can change the program today. And that's why I got into, that's why I got into hypnotherapy. I mean, hypnotherapy, all hypnotherapy is, honestly, is the hypnotic state. And that is putting somebody into alpha and theta, which everybody goes into every single day when they're driving their car and they're like, oh, I'm here already. Or right before you go into bed and right when you wake up in the morning time, you're in the alpha theta state. So everybody's in that state. But when you put yourself into that theta state, it's like a super program. You can just learn so much more information so much quicker. And you have access to remove the old programs that are inside of your subconscious that you don't even know are there. And it's interesting when I work with people today, right? I do a lot of um, regression therapy and regression therapy um, works with this life. You can do past life regression, but I work with this life. And it's interesting, like when people have illnesses and they don't, they don't know where it's coming from or the doctors can't figure it out, 99.9% of the time, it's an emotional block that they had experienced when they were younger that that emotion couldn't express itself. So it attached itself to an organ or a spot in the body and densified itself. It became dense. When it became dense, it became a dis-ease. The vibrational frequency got lowered in that, in that area. So the cellular memory keeps on reju- re- just reprogramming the, the negative vibrations over and over and over again because that emotional block is there. Once you go in there and you remove the emotional block, guess what happens? The energy flows through that system perfectly. Everything rejuvenates, right? It's, it's, it's so amazing how easy life really is once we start getting down to the understanding that we're not just a physical being. We are an energetic being. And once we start looking at ourselves as an energetic being, we can do so much more for ourselves, for our family, and for our friends. Yeah, absolutely. We're always channeling someone. We are. We Honestly, are. that's that. part of the program. We're always channeling, you know, some, our mother or our father or some somebody that told us something <laughs> or somewhere we learned something. Yeah, it's so true. Awareness is just really the key. I know we bring this up all the time, but it so is when you pay attention to your behavior and your thoughts and your feelings and really take a look at your life and your relationships and how you keep creating the same things and what's going on and just take responsibility for your day and your everything. It just, the awareness is incredible to me. It's like, wow, look what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, life really, really is simplistic, right? I mean, there's a lot of moving parts around it, but really it just comes down to awareness, right? You don't got to do any crazy mathematics to figure it out. It's just you being aware and watch your thoughts. Because as you I mean, what do we have 80,000 thoughts a day? And then we specifically pick a certain thought and then we had that experience, right? We go into that whole thought. We let it go into our biology. Our body changes. Our chemistry changes. Everything changes. And it gives us the experience, right? That's the human suit is for. It gives us the experience because we attach to that thought and it becomes our reality, our experience. And I, like, so I had this on stage one time. I'm up on stage and I'm giving a presentation and I'm like, what, what if I forgot my words? 
And why I thought that on stage, I don't know, because the next thing that happened is I forgot my words. <laughs> so, I, so what happened is I had a thought come in and then I gave it energy. I gave it my awareness. I gave it attention. And then what happened next is I lost my words. I went into a panic attack. My whole physiology changed. Everything went shut down. Boom, mind shut down. Sweating started to happen. And my vision, this went tunnel vision. I lost like my peripherals. Everything was kind of like closing in on me. And it felt like I was having a heart attack, honestly. I don't know if you've ever had a panic attack. That's what it feels like. It feels like a heart attack. Well, I haven't had a heart attack, but it's, it feels like, you know, it's just everything is just closing down. Mm-hmm. And all this happened mm-hmm. because I had one thought that I allowed my awareness to attach to. Now, if I was aware and said, you know what? That would never happen. Let's keep going. It, that experience wouldn't have wouldn't have had the ex, the effect that it had on Lisa's it. shaking her head. I'm going to hear what she disagrees with. Yeah. Well, I I do agree with what you're saying, but there's so much more to it because it's not only about our conscious thoughts because there's things happening at a subconscious and an unconscious level that are creating our reality. If our conscious mm-hmm. thoughts were the only thing creating our reality, then this idea of manifesting would be really easy. And the reason that people can't manifest things, even though they're thinking, 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 you know, this is what I want is because of the programs that are running beneath the surface that we're not aware of. And I think that's where your life becomes your greatest guru. It's what types of things are appearing in your life. Then you can start to see what it is that you actually are creating. And when you start taking responsibility for those creations, then you start to see, wow, there must be some programs running here that I wasn't really consciously aware of. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So what was happening is that, you know, Jason had this thought come in and it's probably that thought has a root somewhere. It's a triggered, it's got an emotional trigger to it of something that's maybe happened in the past of you losing your words, like you being like, I don't know what to say and, or having a a lack of confidence that you can deliver what you need to say in the most coherent way or an eloquent way or a way that, you know, will be received well. And it's like you said, you started to have like your body started to shut down. And as the body, because the, the feelings are like the engine to everything, right? Our emotional response are, which it becomes a very physiological response is what's fueling everything. So the thought was like, uh, it's like the key to, for the ignition, but it's like what really turned it on and put it into full force was there may have been a program or, um, a route that's it with that thought that anchors into something from your past that started to bring up some of that, that stuff. So you, because you weren't as consciously aware of it and being able to override it, your body just went into like what we said, like the habitual mode and started running its own engine behind it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what took place. Uh, and then Alisa, you were saying back to what you said before real quick, um, about consciousness, right? So you say, if, we, if we're living from our conscious mind, we would always be able to manifest. And that's our true nature. But we have forgotten that. And that's, that's the maturity level of a soul who has mastered this reality. Okay? So that 
well, where we where we are now at our age, um, you know, forty years old, uh, I should have the ability to be consciously aware of my thoughts and pick and choose consciously, which means I'd have to go through training my whole life to get to that point to where I can consciously watch my and pick and choose my, my thoughts, right? So if you look at like when we're born, right? We come in as a baby. We're not conscious at all. There's no consciousness in a baby in the sense of being aware of, you know, expressions, right? It's all habitual. It's all subconscious programming. From the time of conception in the womb, when the baby is growing, it's taking on all that information from the mother, from the environment, from the father, all that information is being downloaded into the subconscious mind, all the way up to about the age of two. And then you move into the next state, right? Which you come in at, at a, a lower level of, of awareness, and then your vibrational frequencies move into theta and then alpha and then beta and all those moving up. But it all happens as we get older. And where we're at now, I mean, the next step in our evolution would be gamma, right? So, so gamma vibrational frequencies are just, I mean, they're just it's so vast and so fast. But we have that ability to tap into gamma now. But if we had the if we had the awareness to stay present in our day, we could easily instantaneously manifest our whole entire reality. That what's happening now with our reality though, we're manifesting it, we're creating it, but we're not creating it instantaneously. What's happening now is we go to sleep. When you go to sleep, you're actually moving into your higher self. Your higher self then creates the program for the next day the energy, the vibrational, the, all the expression that you're going to experience the next day is all created in your dream state. And then you come back into this reality and the programs are then ran for that day for that experience. And then you go through that day and now it's up to you to be aware of your experience. Whereas what's going to happen soon, uh, you know, 12,000 years, we move back into the golden age. We're not going to have to go to sleep to be aware and create our day. Our higher self and our self are gonna be in tune and in line, and we'll be able to manifest instantaneously all the time through our awareness. But what's happening now, since we went through the, the whole deception and uh, the descension, is we have completely forgotten who we are. So we have to have this thing called sleep where we go into our higher self, our higher self then creates our whole day, and then we come back and we experience it the next day. So our day is actually predetermined but it's predetermined by our higher self who is holding the whole entire structure of the experience together. And it's through the awareness that creates mastery through the connection of being present with your higher self. And this is how deja vu happens. So if you ever had a deja vu experience, you're like, Oh, wait a second, that already happened. And deja vu is so cool. Like when it, when it happens, it's kind of like what I do is I try to like, I stop whatever I'm doing and I try to go to the next part to see what's going to happen next. And I've only been able to do it a couple of times, but deja vu is showing you that what you're experiencing has already happened, but it has already happened the night before when you were creating it with your higher self. So the, 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 the goal now in this time that we're in collectively, we are collective consciousness in this experience. The goal now is to be aware and to start being mindful of our experience and stop reacting and start responding. That's the whole goal. We all have one goal. It's the master vibration. When we talk about vibration, one of the 
easier ways for people to kind of grasp onto it is to understand like some of the emotions that resonate in certain vibrations. When you become like a master over vibration, sometimes that word can be a little, you know, um, swimmy for for people, especially if they're still new into this or they're trying to grasp all the concepts. And, you know, when you were talking about this idea of being on stage and, and, and doing a talk or a presentation and then this thought of like, oh, wow, what if I forgot my words, you know, and, and I've been in this in a similar situation where especially when public speaking was my greatest one of my greatest fears is the um, the the physiological response that was coming over my body it was so strong I couldn't I didn't know how to override it there was just no way of overriding it, it was just like I got to get through this as best as I possibly can but as I got better I started to realize because you know when it's over Okay, when you finally get through, because we hear about this idea of like, well, play the what if game. What if you lost your words? Go to that point where, you know, it turned out really shitty. Then what? What? What then? Like, just live it out. Like, what? What does it happen? And I remember thinking, okay, you know, when it when it comes to the point where, um, like, I gave up. I I remember pitching to an angel investor group in Texas, and there was like 150 investors, um, either in the room or on camera, like watching from their webcams in their offices or wherever. And I had six minutes to do this pitch, and I was so scared. I I can't even tell you the fear that had overcome my body. I couldn't eat for a day. I couldn't sleep. I was just I just wanted it to be over. And at the same time, I wanted to do a really good job. And so at the end of it, when it finally happened, I mean, I was nervous as hell. I didn't do the greatest job. I did an okay job, but I knew I was capable of so much more. And when it was over, I thought to myself, well, now it's over. I can't redo it. You know, like I just lived it out. And I'm like, what if I had just decided to have fun with it? What if I didn't take myself so seriously? What if I just went in there with this total like I don't give a shit kind of attitude in a sense of not that I don't care what the outcome is. But again, when we talk about this idea of being attached to an outcome, I realize that what if I had so much fun, I may have blown it out of the park way beyond what I was even conceiving was possible initially for me to do. And it's this frequency of fun, because you talked about this idea of as children, when we're younger, how we're in like the theta state, and then you, you know, um, then the alpha and then the, the or the omega, the, the whatever it is, right? You go down. Part of that is, is when we're obviously when we're born in here, we don't have the fears and the programmings yet, um, or the worrying, the anxiety, it's just like joy, it's just happiness, it's just love, you know. And if we can tap into that idea of fun energy, it's such a freeing energy. It's so powerful in how everything flows through you. Like everything speeds up, time speeds up, um, every, like just everything around the energy really speeds up. That that's when we talk about vibration, understanding what emotions or memories, okay, using this idea of programming and memories, what you can root into to bring into that moment and start rewriting the programming that way through your emotions. Yeah. I don't know if that made sense. No, it definitely does. And, and it's interesting because like when you get older, it's always about being childlike, right? Because children are so free. Like they're just the freest little spirits, right? But we still are in that same vibration. So it's not like we're out of theta, right? So our mind is still working in theta. Actually, when we're adults, our mind's in all um, 
six frequencies at the same time. It's all kind of moving around. It's not all just beta or all just beta or all just alpha. It's kind of like our mind's actually moving around in different states. But though that theta is available to us all the time. And theta is the veil. It removes the veil. And that's why kids, when they're playing with their imaginary friends, right, they're actually, they're visualizing and experiencing their imaginary friend there. And the thing is, is that's, there is a veil that we can't see through. And then once we get into this beta state and this higher thinking state, we completely remove ourselves from the veil and we cannot penetrate through it. And that's why people think that people who channel are, you know, like, oh, that's just nonsense. But it's not. Everybody is channeling. Like Lisa was saying before, everybody channels. And it's it's just our, our, our God-given right to channel. It's our God-given right to be in the imagination state. But when we take on all this extra thinking and we think our way out of thinking by thinking more, it just crashed us down. That's what, like, so back to like the, the, the problem with the stress is when you're thinking about stress, all the blood goes from the front of your head to the back of your head. It's like you were saying you were having a six minute interview. You were so scared about this interview. What would your body do? We removed all the blood from the front of your head right to the back. But if you were in there cool, calm, cool, and collected and didn't give a shit, you were like, I am who I am. And I'm just going to do what I do. And you would have just, it would have been so freeing. And that's why kids are so genuine because they don't think they just let it go. They let it be. And we have that ability now to do that. We can do that today. We can just let go and stop thinking so much. Just let the information flow through me. I find that like when I do like interviews, like I used to like prepare or I, you know, like when I go up on stage and give a presentation, I would prepare and read it over. That would, I'd, I'd always screw those up. And then when I just let go and I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. Just go up there. I have, I know what I have to talk about. I have that. I'm not going to practice something. Just rock and roll with it. I always like just flows right through me. It's easy. It's effortless. But when I have to think about what I have to say, I always screw it up. Always screw it up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's about letting the thoughts stop and letting that, just that flow of energy just to flow through us. Because the universe, the higher self is always going to give you the perfect words, the perfect moment. Like today, I'm like, I'm, before we had the, you know, you sent me a, a message saying, hey, you want to hop on today? I'm like, hmm, what do I think? What are we going to talk about? I'm like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> whatever flows, whatever happens, happens. And you're like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, ah, let's start, let's talk about this, you know? Just let it go. Whatever flows, just flows. It's just so much more natural that way, opposed to, you know, having a script, I would say. Yeah, keep it casual. Keep it casual. It's the best. But keep our life casual. Mm-hmm. Keep everything that we do, we can just keep our whole entire life casual and be aware of what's coming in and what we what we attach our attention to. That's mastery. That is true mastery. And that's gonna get us to the ability to get to where we can instantaneously manifest. I mean, I think we're still a few millennia away from that, but as a collective consciousness. But um I think we're moving in the right direction. You know, like I had an experience two weeks ago, my, well, actually a month ago now, my, my Dodge Durango is four years old and the transmission went on it. And, uh, it was like four months out of warranty and the guy's like, Oh, you know what? We can fix it. We're not, we'll take care of it. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Then he called me back. He's like, all right, we can't fix it. It's way too big of a problem. It's going to cost four grand. 
I'm like, okay, that's a lot of money that I do not have right now. I had had it allocated for something else. So I was like, all right, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna let it go. This is this is definitely gonna work out. So I just I just stayed persistent with allowing the energy to flow through me and not let the stress come in and and take over my my critical thinking. And I just was confident the whole entire process. And I spoke to other people, and before I knew it, they were taking care of the whole bill. I mean, it took a month and a month and two weeks to get it finished, but uh, they paid for everything. It was great. Now, the outcome was they were going to pay for anything anyway, right? That because it's all predetermined. But how I experienced the experience is not predetermined. Now I could have got all stressed out, got myself worried, sick. Get it? Worried, sick. I worry so much that I shut mm-hmm. my immune down. I got to get sick over a situation, and what am I doing? To anybody, nothing. I'm doing it all to myself, bringing myself down. And that's what we're doing all the time. We think about other people and what they should be doing or what's wrong with somebody else, you know? That's not, nothing to do with them. You're taking your energy and directing it to a stressful location where you're changing your own physiology, your own experience inside of you is changing. So when I look at people now, like, and have BS, you know, belief system, right? Their own belief system. I'll let them rock and roll with it. I'm like, you know, they're, they're great where they are. Like my son was having like an emotional episode. He was just going through his whole entire thing. And my wife's like, oh, we got to do something. I'm like, listen, it's, it's going to work out. It's all good. He, it's his human experience. It's, it's his experience. We don't have to make that stress our experience. We have to be able to be centered to be able to guide him through those emotions. If you get emotional with somebody that's emotional, nobody's winning. It's can't win. Mm-hmm. It's just a button heads. Someone has to stay centered. And that's that's every one of us. That's our own responsibility to be responsible for. I think, you know, you hit on, on something that is such a, it's a key that if everyone were to hold on to and have at the forefront of their mind at all times when they start to react, this, this idea of just, okay, how do I want to experience this right now? whatever the layout of the land is of of what you know is being presented to you this idea of being able to choose how you're going to experience it you may not be able to change certain things but like you said you get to change how you choose to experience that and the experience is exactly why we're all here and how you experience the experience today is going to change tomorrow so we we -hmm. have these experiences and and we we react we didn't master that experience. Guess what? That experience is going to come back to us until we can respond. And then once we respond, we're conscious of it. So when it happens again, we're not reacting. And that's the purpose of our of all the experiences that we're going through. They're going to keep on happening and happening and happening habitually, habitually, habitually until we start responding to it. And when, once we respond, the universe goes, oh, okay, we're done with that. Let's move on to this. You can have more responsibility. You can have more of this, more of this, opposed to having less and less and less. Every day is a new day. Like we look at life as one life, but it's not. Every single day is a new day. Your cells grow every single day. You're hurt today. You're not going to be hurt in five months because your body's going to be 100% renewed unless it has cellular memory that's holding on to specific emotional blocks inside of your body. That's it. Here, here. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's like when we talk about the programs, it's exactly how you override them. It's or I should I say overwrite them. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, so Good that like you create the programs the programs you want to to be living out. Yeah. For your experience. Well, I'm so glad that you came on the show today, Jason. This was a really great conversation. I think it's a good reminder. It, it We touched on a lot of things that, um, you know, various points that we've spoken about on different episodes, but having them all come into one. And I think it's so important, even for myself, you know, I can say that it's good to be reminded of certain things. You know, you may know them and you may, but sometimes we forget, you know, we get caught up in certain things and we forget about all the little tricks that we learn along the way and, and, and the little tools that we have. When we, you know, if you don't use a tool in a while, you forget it gets stuck under a whole bunch of other tools and you just don't pull it out of the toolbox as often. Yeah. So I think you just brought in a whole um, big tool. Basically, you brought a big toolbox and you took out a lot of tools here that I think are fundamental tools that many people can use um, in day-to-day living. So yeah. thanks so much for the enlightening chat. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Just remember that your consciousness is not in your body. Your body is in your consciousness. I like it. We are so much more than just our body. We are energetic beings and we have so much power and potential to change every single day. We are not limited only to our thoughts. We can overcome any situation Mm -hmm. in any circumstance if we believe it. Right on, Jason. So I'm, I'm starting a new venture real quick. Let me just plug this real quick. So uh, I watched this movie on, on Netflix called Healing. Do you guys see that? No. Really cool, really cool movie. It's Netflix, yeah. It's called Healing. It's got Bruce Lipton, Craig Braden, Joe Dispenza. Um, really good. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Definitely check it out. So uh, I do a lot of similar work to like with the regression stuff. And it was interesting because there was a lot of people on there who said that they didn't have, you know, they, the alternative medicine is not cheap. To go to a holistic doctor is not cheap. And a lot of people can't afford that, right? So I was thinking, I have this nonprofit organization. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm creating this thing called activation healing. And what activation healing is, is I'm going to help people activate their healing. I'm not going to heal them. I'm going to show them how they can heal themselves. So I'll help them go in there and remove the emotional traumas, the emotional blocks inside of them. But they'll have to do the work every single day with the meditations and the continual application of awareness on themselves to improve it. And I think the the beautiful thing about this is once somebody does this, they understand how to heal themselves. They can help other people heal. And if something happens in the future, they don't need to be, they don't need a healer. They can heal themselves because they'll know how to do it. And I'm going to do this um, for donations. So I'm going to do it through the Masters Octave, and um, it's going to be all on donation based. So I'll have my jlayton.com, oh. and that'll be for you know people who you know want inspiration and touch for the higher self. That's going to be all paid for. That's like extra. But I was like, people who are suffering in the world should not be suffering because they can't afford a certain number. So I'm going to make it available to people who give what they can and give to the Masters Octave, which is a nonprofit organization. And um, because we're here to serve humanity, right? I mean, a lot of the world today is really here to serve themselves. But in all actuality, everybody is here to serve humanity because humanity is one consciousness. If you look at the whole collective, it's really one consciousness moving 
we're all one, right? Oneness. So I think it's, uh, it's, for me, it's necessary to, to really help as many humans that I can. And, uh, I like that. So you're basically giving people a template. You're yeah. not going to go in and do the healing for right. them, but you're going to give them the template that, that they'll be able to yeah. use over and over through consistency. Yeah. So I'll help, initially I'll help them go in there and remove the initial emotional blocks they have. Um, and then once they see how to do that, they can then do that in the future. But yes, that's, that's essentially what I'm going to do. Cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Well, I love that. So, so anyone in our audience, if they wanted to um, to try out this template and get the activation, how do they get in touch with you? Um, JayLayton.com, J-A-Y-L-A-Y-T-O-N.com. And then my also my course, TheSoulsDream.com. That's 100% free. Uh, if you want to understand the reality that we're in, I dive very deep in that course. And then uh, TheMastersOctave.org. That's a nonprofit. So you can get me at any one of those uh, locations. Um, the program I'm still working on, so it's not 100% up yet. I got, I got to get all the protocols in place and the terms and conditions and all that good stuff. But uh, I should have that out, I'm thinking, December. I'll be right. Oh, good. Well, we'll have you back on in December then when you're up and running with it. Oh, well, thanks so much, Jason. Sounds like you're doing good work. You're always moving and shaking and you're always building, which I love. Yes. It's great to see. It's great to see you moving forward and doing it in such a service to everyone. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for being on. All right, everyone. Thanks again for, for joining us this week. Um, if you want to get in contact with Jason, we're going to leave all of his information in the show notes. Do check out his course, The Soul's Dream. It's fantastic. It's free. And there's a lot of information in there that will help you understand the reality at a much deeper level. All right, everyone. We love you so much. We'll be back with you again next time. Bye. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, Lisa Loves Love, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.